This is Nick Ambrillaro, host of Tiger Talk, a student media podcast based on news for the LSU and Baton Rouge area. As the calendar turns to November and the colder weather has approached Baton Rouge, uh, we wanted to bring back one of our most popular stories from last month and bring Gabby Jimenez on to talk about it. Gabby, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. So this top story we had last month did 10,000 more clicks than the next best story. Uh, how does that feel for you? That was crazy. I remember I pitched that because I kept seeing uh, like frat flu stuff on social media and I would have never thought it would have gotten that big. Yeah. So our story that we're starting off with is about the frat flu, something that's been plaguing the campus this past month or so. Um, obviously, is something that's been affecting the greater LSU community, but it's been getting the tag frat flu just because it seems to be kind of centralized around the fraternities, would you say? Yeah, supposedly it's like among Greek life, but no one's really sure. Yeah, I mean, I can speak from personal experience. I'm not in a fraternity, but uh, just through my circle of people, like I was getting the congestion, I was getting the sinus issues, the coughing, all that kind of stuff, which are all those cold-like symptoms. However, when people in my circle got tested, it wasn't COVID, it wasn't the flu, and it wasn't either um, a mono. So you decided to go and talk to the Student Health Center about what was going on, and how did that go for you? Well, originally I called um, the director of the Student Health Center, and I asked her about the flu cases, and she told me there were no flu cases um, at LSU this semester. And I was kind of shocked, and I was like, oh, and then, like, what, is, what does everyone have? And so the other person who wrote the story, Corbin, he went back to talk to her. And we found that, like, people are getting tested, but nothing's coming up positive. Right. And I mean, even for myself, I was going through my typical, like, cold remedies of Zycam, some Dayquil Severe, a whole thing of orange juice, and some chicken pho because soup is good for the soul. And, you know, it did resolve itself in a couple of days. But, I mean, there's the lingering coughing. There's a lingering... Um, sinus stuff. I mean, I'm not having any of that right now, but it's just strange that this stuff was going around. It was consistently happening. I mean, did you were you able to talk to some people within Greek life and hear about their experiences with it? Um, I did talk to a few sorority girls, and personally, I don't think it's a coincidence that it was happening during midterm week. You know, everyone's stressed, everyone's staying up late to study for their midterms, and Overall, it seemed no one was taking very good care of themselves. Yeah, stresses were high, especially for that. I mean, it's understandable with all that kind of stuff going on. People are going to be you know, taking a backseat to their health, you know, focusing on those grades, of course. Um, but I mean, the biggest issue for me is you have these students that are having symptoms that aren't related to anything else, but they're still going to classes. That was a big thing. I mean, I've had a few professors cancel classes just due to illness and everything that's been going around that. But there hasn't been really a Zoom alternative to that. I mean, how, are you hearing frustrations from students as well with those? Yeah, I was hearing um, one of the girls told me that if like the students don't feel like they're going to die, they are still going to class. And it's true. Like if you um, if you miss one class, then all of a sudden you're so behind and students would rather um, put classes first and just focus on their health like the next week. Yeah, I mean. And again, this kind of falls back on the university. They've been talking about the vaccine mandate. They've been talking about masks, obviously. And we're still having all those implemented within the university. It's just 
How can you have that stuff going on, but still not have backup measures, have those zoom classes available to students? I mean, it's frustrating from that perspective. Um, you know, was there anything else that the student health center said about this? Um, they were saying that while frat flu isn't like a real thing, like students are still getting sick and a flu outbreak is possible. So they were really encouraging students to still get their flu shot because like frat flu is still a possibility. Oh yeah. Frat flu is still a possibility and the flu itself. I mean, the student health center, uh, they're offering flu vaccines available there. They're also, also, um, administering COVID vaccines as well. But I saw even at the LSU library a couple weeks back, they were having flu shots and, you know, random, uh, older parents, even in the Baton Rouge, uh, Baton Rouge area were coming in and getting flu shots. So student health center is, you know, putting this out, saying the importance of this as well, just to try to mitigate, um, illness as well. Right. Yeah. And they were saying that despite all of these on-site areas that you could get vaccinated, they still weren't meeting their goals. And they were saying that like this year, they had a lot less people coming in for their flu shots because people are tired of hearing about vaccines and they don't want to keep going to get another shot. Yeah. Some hesitancy towards that kind of stuff, which I mean, yes, it's all in the news, but it's important to get these things. I mean, it's about protecting older populations. It's about keeping the campus community safe and healthy. Uh, so it's important to get this stuff done. Um, so, Gabby, do you have any other suggestions for students when it comes to this? I think students should definitely put their health first. Um, school is a priority, but, you know, when it comes to your health, that's what's most important. And just to be careful when they're going out and to take care of themselves. Especially after this Halloween weekend. Oh, definitely. Yeah. All those tents at Tigerland, <laughs> got to watch yourself. So be sure to keep washing your hands, distancing, following the mask procedures, and staying safe out there. Thanks for coming on, Gabby. Thank you for having me. Last week, Governor John Bell Edwards announced the repeal of the statewide mask mandate. Joining us now is Piper Hutchinson to talk more about the overall mask mandate and what LSU has been doing to mitigate COVID-19. Hi, Nick. Happy to be here. Um, So to start off with the governor's uh, repealing the mask mandate, um, that is applicable to everybody but a select few of K through 12 public schools. who have the option to opt in or opt out depending on whether they want to adhere to strict quarantine practices. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, LSU will still have its mask mandate through the end of the semester. Right. I mean, earlier in the spring, we had the governor had already repealed the mask mandate. And then over the summer, we obviously had the rise of the Delta variant, culminating in the reinstatement of the mask mandate uh, in August, right before the start of school. Um, since then, LSU has kind of implemented some measures to kind of mitigate COVID-19. Once the Pfizer vaccine was FDA approved, they announced that the university was going to mandate the vaccine for students, correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, LSU is requiring the vaccine. Um, it is fairly easy still to opt out. Um, you only have to agree to be tested uh, once a month. Um, but we do have a pretty high student vaccination rate. I think it's about 85%. and yep. Uh, we have additional, on top of that, of unva- or partially vaccinated students, too. Yeah. 
So, I mean, student body's been doing really well, way better than the state for the matter. Um, and, you know, there's been other things going on on campus, specifically the, hip, the HEPA filters up in, been in classrooms. Uh, there's been, you know, some issues with those. Can you speak more about that? Right. Um, so basically from the beginning start of classes, um, there have been a lot of complaints about the noise that the HEPA filters produce. Um, so we've started hearing reports about them being unplugged, um, and apparently it's turned out to be a lot more widespread than I thought. Um, I spoke to Dr. John Pardue over in engineering about it, and uh, he said it was basically endemic in the PFT. Um, so Facility Services is actually buying a bunch of outlet locks to make sure that they can't be unplugged at all. Fantastic. I mean, they're important to have in the classrooms. I mean, some professors have been saying, you know, unplug them if you can't hear, but they need to be there. They're supposed to help the student body. They're supposed to help protect us. I mean, they're important to have in the classroom. Right. Um, so what the HEPA filters do is that they remove the um, aerosols from the air that aren't caught by the masks. And studies have shown that you can catch COVID via aerosols from a distance greater than six feet, which is the commonly cited social distancing distance. Um, so it's important to have that additional ventilation to protect students. Okay. Yeah, it's important. Obviously, with the mask mandate being uh, repealed, you know, you said it yourself, the university wants to implement it for the rest of the semester. Mm -hmm. Have you heard anything as far as what they want to do with spring and going forward? I I've only heard that they're going to reassess at the end of the semester. I know that there's going to be a push from students to repeal it, um, but we'll have to wait and see what the administration ends up doing. And the sad thing is, yes, there's a student body that wants to repeal it, but there are students that are immunocompromised that have been vocal about the needs of the mass, the needs of the safety on campus. Um, and I know you've spoken to some of those students as well. Right. Um, I just did a piece recently um, talking to some of those students um, and talking to some psychology professors about um, the need for mass mandates um, because there are students who need these things more than the rest of us who might be healthy. And it might be helpful to look at masking as a civil duty, something easy we can do to help our neighbors. And that's kind of been the whole theme of the pandemic, to try to help others. I mean, another issue that I've personally had is just Zoom classes and their lack thereof. Obviously, the, temp the technology was there the past year. Most of us were taking classes at home. But now being back on campus, it just seems that everything is being directed to the classroom. So especially these students that have these underlying issues, it feels like they are almost being pushed aside by the university. Right. And um, not just students, it's faculty members, too. There have been uh, faculty members throughout the LSU system who have had their classes taken away from them because they cannot teach in person. Um, so it's, it's really hard. These are some of the most experiences, most experienced professors that we have and, uh, kind of pushing them away is not good for the university. Yeah. I mean, amidst all the other issues that have been going on with the university, you really don't need to be pushing professors away due to concerns about a, a pandemic, how it's affecting all of us. Uh, the other thing is the importance of the vaccine. Obviously our student body is well vaccinated, but to protect others, to protect you know, elderly population and the immunocompromised, we still need to stress the fact that we should be going out and getting the vaccine. And the state of Louisiana is one of the lowest vaccinated states out there. 
Right. Um, now that most people on LSU's campus are vaccinated, it's time to start looking at booster shots. Um, and the CDC just announced recently that um, some psychiatric conditions like depression and anxiety are going to qualify you for a booster shot. Um, on top of that, you're, you qualify if you work in a, a service-facing role. So I think we're going to see a lot of college students who actually qualify for the booster, and they should probably go ahead and get it as soon as they're eligible. Right. And even for those students that have yet to get the vaccine, there's the Shot for 100 campaign, and that's something that even Governor John Bell Edwards has stressed. And he's been doing it in a few different fun and quirky ways, wouldn't you say? Yeah, the governor has been having fun trying to get young people vaccinated. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen his latest TikTok video, but he tapped into the viral Bones Day meme, um, which seemed like a lot of fun. Yeah, he's having fun there. There's trade offers going around as well on his TikToks for all you football fans out there. Um, But again, the importance of the vaccine, only 1% of those who are fully vaccinated tend to be getting, you know, strong COVID-19 symptoms. So there's importance to go out there and get the shot. Right. And, you know, even though those numbers are looking good for vaccinated people, there have been cases. Um, Unfortunately, a couple of weeks ago, a 21-year-old college student at UGA from my hometown died despite being fully vaccinated. Um, So it's not just about helping others. You need to do everything that you can do to protect yourself because, We don't know everything about COVID yet. Right. And even now, as we shift to the fall season, uh, you know, mass mandates are important, even on the university, even though the general LSU state has said, you know, we don't really need them. I mean, it's important. You have flu season coming up. It has shown, like you said, that particles in the air are being blocked by mass. And although there hasn't been a flu case reported yet by the Student Health Center, it's important to get these masks on and when we're out and about. Right. And, you know, I don't think the governor said that we don't need the mask. He strongly encouraged us to keep wearing the mask, even in areas where it's not mandated, um, because every little bit you can do uh, to prevent uh, the spread of COVID is helpful. Right. And there has been a lot of misinformation out there, wouldn't you say? There has been a lot of misinformation out there. It's everywhere you look from Facebook to Twitter and even right here on campus. Yeah, a few weeks back, there was a little crazy TPUSA, a little rally, you would say, as well on campus. Yes, uh, so a team of us decided to go out there because they said they were expecting 500 to 1,000 attendees. Um, It didn't quite live up to that, but they had some interesting speakers. Um, Unfortunately, some of them did spread COVID misinformation, and one of them used a racist moniker to refer to COVID-19. I won't repeat it here, but it's one that we heard the former president use at the beginning of the pandemic. Right. And even so, you said you went to a, um, a meeting, right, as well? Right. So last Thursday, I, I attended the uh, faculty senate meeting um, where a lot of inf- Interesting stuff is going on. Um, I won't touch on all of it, but the last thing they talked about was a resolution asking LSU to uh, correct its misquotation of FDA letters. But what it boiled down to was their belief that there are two Pfizer vaccines, the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine and the Comirnaty vaccine. 
Now, that sounds kind of confusing if you don't know what's going on, but basically Comirnaty is the branded version of Pfizer-BioNTech. So as far as going forward, the university has a general plan in place. So there's hopes that everything will be resolved going forward, but there's still an importance of with everything that's going on to stay protected, to help protect others uh, and going out there and getting the vaccine. Anything else you'd like to add to this? No, I would just say that, um, you know, you hear a lot of bad stuff about LSU, but we are doing really well compared to other SEC universities. Um, We are one of two SEC universities who have the vaccine mandate, and um, we also have the mask mandate on top of that, and we are the only university in the SEC that has put these HEPA filters in every classroom. So LSU is could always do more, but they're doing a fairly good job of making sure students are protected, and we have to do our part, too. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Piper, for coming on, and you can keep following her coverage of COVID-19 at the Reveille. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. If you're interested in following the LSU Reveille, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LSU Reveille. For KLSU Radio, you can find them on Instagram at KLSU FM and live on 91.1 FM.